Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, this is George Gamond, and welcome to the Tuesday show. So, how's everyone today? You having a beautiful day so far? It's what time is it here? It's one o'clock in. Mountain standard, no, mountain daylight time. What am I doing? Wrong time of the year, right? So what we're going to do today, we're going to talk about channeling. Talk about trans-channeling or channeling in general. I've got an article on it. I thought I'd share the article, then I'll let my spirit teachers talk to you a little bit about whatever they want to talk about. And a little bit of background about me, if you don't know much about me and what I've done in the past. Actually, I started off on this spiritual journey to become, to find out how to channel because I had this kind of mystical experience when I was, oh, back in 1992, I believe it was. And it kind of kind of shook me up a bit, and I won't get into all the details on that right now, but if you're interested, just contact me. So this show is really going to be about what is channeling, and then also let my spirit teachers talk to you about channeling or whatever they want to talk to you. But I've been channeling since... About that time frame, probably 92, 93, somewhere in that time frame when I took a class. But I knew I was a natural channel because we'll go way back into even my youth, um, teenage years and so forth. I was getting messages that I didn't know where they were from. This is not me. I would tell people, that's not me. Where'd that come from? So that's what I do as I channel. I go into trance, basically. I go into a light trance. I hear what's going on, but I'm not influencing what's going on, if that makes sense. So I, whatever they say to you people or to me or to the radio audience, the the listeners, I have no idea what they're going to talk about. And they don't always go off on a topic that I want to talk about either. So my spirit teachers, I call them Sarah. It's a name that was given to me. It's actually a group of spiritual teachers. They've been around a long time. Well, as long as everything's been around. Some of them have lived on the earth and some of them haven't. But they don't like to go by their personality upon the planet earth. That's not important. It's The important thing is a message. Now, I have a caller. So you know what we're doing today? I, if, if you want a channeled message, this may not be the best format because you know, it takes more time, but you can ask a question and maybe when I channel, they can answer the question for you because I go into trance and it's just a whole different thing. So don't expect a psychic reading per se, if you're calling in, because that's not what I'm doing here. It's a little different. Let me, if you hold on a minute, let me, let me get into this article because that was kind of effective article on the topic. It was written by a person named April Crawford and I don't know April, and she channels a entity called Victoria. But let me let me read a little bit about this because then it'll it'll help you to clarify it. What about what I do? What I love to do, actually, I do regular psychic readings on a psychic line, but I prefer to channel, if that makes sense. And I, I could define the difference if you're interested, but it's really well. Excuse me, let me get into the article. By trans-channel, we mean a person who's able to set their conscious conscious self aside in order to allow another being, a non-physical or spirit being, to speak through their body. That's pretty much it, right? I studied this for a long time. I took a class. I think the class was like eight weeks. 
and then we met for about a year after that to perfect or hone in on it and to work on channeling. So something I was doing for a long time before I just got out into the public and started channeling or for groups. The person who does this is the channel. The being who does the speaking is usually referred to as an entity by our group, but others may also call them spirit guides. Now I call them spirit teachers, and that's the term that they prefer. The Sarah group prefers spirit teachers because they're to help you and teach you things about where to go in life and what to do and, you know, ideas. Not necessarily tell you what to do, but give you ideas, kind of give you the overview of what it's all about, right? The term medium could be used to describe a channel. However, the term medium is usually associated with contacting the recently departed persons with which contact sought by friends or relatives and so forth. I, I, I get messages from time to time, but my channeling isn't about being a medium because I'm not really channeling recently departed people. I might get messages sometimes, but it's really more about my spirit teachers. And I, over the years, the entities, the spirit teachers that I've channeled have changed over time. You know, it's like a consciousness, a vibrational thing. The higher your vibration is, the more you're accustomed to doing it, the, the higher the vibration of the teachers that you channel. That's my experience. Okay, so spirit teachers who speak through channels are sought for information, lessons that they can give on the nature of reality, self-growth, self rather than contact with lost loved ones. That's me. It's really about you growing. You know, I call myself a success coach, and I, my spirit teachers are about you being successful and what it takes to be successful. You know, I've, in the past, what I've done is I've channeled meditations, and it's all about that, too, where I meditate for – I would help a group meditate, and my spirit teachers would actually lead the meditation. I was doing that for quite a while, quite a number of years, actually. It's kind of a fun process for me. It's true survival. Wait a minute. Let me move on. Channeled entities by their nature are very physically connected. The degree of their psychic skills is dependent upon their level of development and their particular interests. It has been the experience of this group that they, the more highly evolved entities do not usually engage in psychic demonstrations if they are for the entertainment purposes only. That's true, because they're, they're about teaching. They're about helping people grow and develop in their lives and get to the next place. Um, my spirit teachers do not do predictions, per se. They might show you where you're going, and they, they do practice the law of attraction. They're really involved in the concept of the ideas of the law of attraction. They'll point out where you're going based on what you're thinking and your actions and what you're doing. Not some oblivious little, uh, well, you know, you know, your chart says no. They're really about this is what you're creating in your life. We say that trans-channeling because there are many kinds of or degrees of channeling, trans-channeling being one of them. Channeling ranges from relay channeling where the channel hears or sees messages and then relies them to the interested group or individual. Conscious channeling and semi-conscious channeling involve some d mixture of direct communication by the entity and the channel's personality. 
in conscious channeling, the channeler's voice and mannerism will usually appear unchanged, although the material being driven may be quite profound and evolved. So I would say that I'm closer to somewhere between a trance and a conscious channel. I go away. I hear what's going on, but they control my voice. And they pick words out of my brain. <laughs> my vocabulary has a lot to do with what they're going to talk about. They're using my vocabulary and my experience to some degree, but they'll kind of twist it around a little bit so that make points that I may not be familiar with, but with the vocabulary that I have. So if you're asking for a, some scientific terminology, I may not be aware of it. My spirit guides will look for it, but they may not find it. Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense to you. It makes a lot of sense to me at least. Now, so my voice is pretty much mine. <laughs> now, the, the, their cadence and the delivery is not necessarily the same as mine. I, I have a tendency to speak rather rapid, rapidly at times, and they have a tendency to slow down. And they have a great sense of humor, my spirit teachers. Okay. Uh, so, but I go away. And they've tested me, and they've shown me, no, we're in control. <laughs> we're in control. You know, they will shut down my vocal cords so I can't talk. And they're going, we're in control, basically. But it's all based on love. That's the key ingredient in all this. It's really a very loving experience. Their, their message is based on love. They don't get into negativity. They don't cope, you know, they don't bring up negative things about people. They just point out to where people are going. And I don't know if you call that negative or not, but they're pointing out based on what you're thinking your emotions, this is where you're going in life. And they also give a lot of inner, inner universal truths, I guess you would say that too. See, so is there anything else that I can say from this article that might be a benefit? Well, as I mentioned, there's different types of people, different types of situations where people channel. I've heard people channeling nearly departed people, recently departed, not nearly, recently departed humans. And I've heard people channel. Now, one of the key things I think is really important, and I've read a lot about this over the years, studied this process because I want to know what I'm doing, right? I want to know why I'm doing this and what am I channeling. Or Because in certain books, it talks about people channel their higher self, which is not a bad thing because your higher self is directly connected to all that there is. Your auric field is connected to everything else. So if your higher self, if you're channeling your higher self, you're connected to, I call source energy, some people would call it God, and connected directly to that information. Some people channel animals, which is, I thought was kind of an interesting concept. I, now, I, I know there's animal psychics and so forth and so on, and I'm not disagreeing with that. I had a cat that talked to me once for a while. I would consciously get the cat's thoughts. She was not a happy cat. <laughs> Okay, but I don't do that very often, and it, it ha it's a rare situation where I actually will get messages from an animal. Interesting, huh? Some people do more of it. So that's what I do, basically, and then that's what I do as a channel. So I got a caller. Somebody went away. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not doing the normal, you know, psychic thing per se. I, I really love to channel more so than sit here and try to get information and get words and Im impressions and, you know, because it's not really channeling. Because once you go into trance, then you really turn it over to your spirit teachers, right? That's what I do. So let me take a call 
and then I'll channel my spirit teachers, the Sarah group for you. You know, you're familiar with the Esther Hicks and the Abraham Hicks material. Um, Esther does something very similar to what I do, but she interprets, she gets blocks of thoughts from her, from, from Abraham, the group, and she translates it into words. I don't get blocks of thoughts. I just, they just take over. It's, it's a different scenario altogether. Okay, so let me take a call. I know you've been hung in there for a while. Hello? Oh, hello. Hello? Hello? Whom am I, hi, who am I speaking to? Oh, um, Donna from Philadelphia. Hi, Donna. What's going on today? Um, nothing. I was just interested in what you were saying. I know you're not doing um, readings, but um, whatever, I don't know, you have to do. I would like to participate. I don't know. So did you have a question and maybe when I do channel they'll answer the question if you want to hang on oh. there and listen listen when I get into the trance. Oh okay. Um I would like to know Remember if- they don't do they don't do they don't do predictions per se though. Okay? They'll point the direction where you're going, but they don't like I, I guess you would say predictions in the, in the common use of the word. Right. Yes. I would like Yeah. Well, I basically Basically, would like to know. I'm making a teeny transition. I think um, I just would like to know if I'm headed in the right direction with this. Okay, you know, I'm going to ask them to comment on that. I got a feeling what they're going to talk about, but I'm not absolutely sure. So I'm just hang in here, listen to the show, and I'm sure your first name again, Donna, right? Donna, yes. Okay, I'll see if they have a comment on. What direction are you going? What do you want to be transition, transitioning into? Um, relationship-wise, relationship wise, um, you know, my, my future and who, who I'm going in the direction with. Okay. Yeah, I think I've got a general idea. No one, they, right, no one right now. But. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, okay, so let me let me have them talk. I'll put you on hold if you want to listen, please. But I will go into trance and let them talk. Okay. Now, if we had a little different format here, I would let them talk to you. But I think they just this way. I'm just going to let them comment about the situation if the best they can, if they're willing to do that. I I can't control my spirit teachers, so I'm going to go under and let them talk. <sighs> Well, let's let's make a comment about this whole thing that George is talking about and the lady who, who called into the show about relationships. We'll, we'll give you a general overview on what we feel about relationships and getting into relationships. You know, like an example of the, the lady who called in, she's been preparing herself to be in a relationship, to put herself in a good place, to be in a relationship. She's done her own homework. She's She's kind of worked through her past and and the relationships in the past to realize what's most valuable for her in a relationship. Most people, well, not everybody. We would say that not everybody does that. People jump in and out of relationships all the time with not a lot of forethought. They don't think about, well, 
I, you know, this is what I didn't like about their last relationship. And this is what I want in a relationship. This is what didn't feel good in a relationship. This is what I didn't get from the relationship. And this is, I was unable to put myself into the relationship because the person was unwilling to accept me as I am and to be able to pay attention to me or to show me appreciation. So like in the example of the individual called in, Tana, she's prepared herself. Now we would say to you, okay, make sure you know exactly what you want in a relationship. What are the qualities that you want in a relationship in an individual? Now, we agree with people because some people will say, well, there's specific specific physical traits or qualities about a person that that are very important to me. And, and the universe source energy is going to listen to that. And there's no judgments. I mean, we would say that to you. There's no judgments. If you want somebody who's six foot four in your life, there's no judgments. Now it may be narrow the range down of number of people who are in your soul family. So what we're going to tell, tell her is yes, you'll, you'll attract somebody in your soul family. We're not going to give you time frames here. We know that she's in a position now to create that into her life and to bring that in. The more that she visualizes what she really wants, as in qualities, the faster it will come into your life. I mean, it could be tomorrow. It could be a year from now. But more likely, in her case, it will be sooner than a year from now. Okay? You understand what we're saying. So we're not going to give you a specific time frame. What we would say to you and most everyone that we talk to about this is just be prepared. Be available. That's the key ingredient is be available for a relationship. Do you have the time for a relationship? You know, we we observe people. We observe people who say, I want a relationship. But they're busy. 60 hours a week, they're working unless they're going to get a relationship in the work environment, that would be tough, wouldn't it? Or they fill their lives with all kinds of activities because they don't want to be bored. They don't want to be sitting home waiting for the phone call, right? Nobody wants to be sitting home waiting for the phone call. So you get busy. So the key ingredient for Donna and anyone else who's trying to seek a relationship and wanting to be in a relationship is be available, be flexible, Make it a priority in your life to have a relationship. Work on yourself. Work on yourself. We would say, what do you mean by work on yourself? Be emotionally balanced. Get into an emotionally balanced state. Release the amount of stress that's in your life. Now, that's that. we say that's an unusual statement, but yeah, stress keeps you from attracting people in your life. You're stressed out. You're worried about things. And especially if you're worried about creating a relationship, you, you've kind of pushed that energy away. Now, we, we talk about the law of attraction and those principles of manifesting, which are just universal laws. Those are universal laws. There is no argument with them that what you're thinking about in your vibrational energy and all of this sort of, sort of thing. And, and, well, we would say your vibrational energy, your emotions, your thoughts attract into your life what you want. So clean those up your thinking patterns about what you want. Don't think about the past. If you've had a relationship in the past that's been a challenging, difficult relationship, 
it's in the past. You may learn from it and go, well, I don't want this and I don't want that. But then you have to focus on the opposite, which you do want. Now, this seems rather obvious to a lot of people, but it's a reminder. If you want a relationship, focus on what you want in a relationship, the kind of person that you want in a relationship, the good qualities. Don't focus on the negative. Don't focus on – don't think in terms of, well, I don't want this and I don't want that. And No. The universe is responding to the don't want, the don't want. You're going to get more of the don't want. If you're always focusing on the negativity of somebody else, oh, that ex-boyfriend, that ex-husband, that ex-girlfriend, that ex-wife, if you're always focusing on them and their negativity or where you've disconnected, because a lot of times relationships are nothing more than a disconnect, a communication disconnect and an emotional disconnect a vibrational disconnect. So don't focus on that. Focus on what you do want. So we would say to, if you want to speed up the process, if you want to bring somebody into your life like tomorrow, focus on what you do want. Focus on the positive that you do want. You know what the negative is. You've already seen the negative. You've already lived through the negative, right? In, in your life, you've already seen the negative in people. Well, that's not what you want. Now, you have to understand what's valuable to you. Personally, what is valuable to you in a relationship? Do you need emotional support from somebody? Do you need somebody who just communicates with you and is open about communication as much as possible? You're never going to get the perfect person. You're never going to get somebody who's going to give you everything. And you shouldn't expect that. But you should expect a friendship, right? An emotional and physical connection with somebody. But there are certain things that you need in a relationship. What do you appreciate from somebody else? Now, George talks about this a lot, and we we agree with this concept of the love languages, okay? What, are, what is your love language? There are five basic love languages. What is yours? Is it is it the physicality? You need that physical attention. Is that your love language? Do you need somebody who can cuddle with you and hold you and hug you? And, you know, that's how you know that you're being loved. So you identify, is that really the most important thing for you? Or is it just having sincere, deep conversations with this individual? Having Just being able to sit down and talk to them and have these deep, ingrained conversations about life, love, whatever it is going on in your lives. Is that important to you? Is that number one in your list? Identify what's really important to you. Okay. Now, the other ones are, we can go, go through George's memory banks here and we'll pick up the other ones. Is it gifts? Do you know that somebody loves you because they give you little gifts, little things? They pick up little things. They know that you would appreciate this book or they know you would appreciate this or that or, you know, a certain kind of – they're at the market. And they know that you love a certain kind of food and they buy it for you and they bring it home and you would even ask for it. That's a gift. Believe it or not, that's a gift. So do you, do you know that you're being loved if somebody does that spontaneously gives you things that you've never even asked for? then you know you're being loved, right? The physicality, the gifts, the quality time. Or some people like to have people do things for them, help them, assist them. You know, man or woman, it doesn't really matter. But just knowing that this person is willing to assist them in some way, you know, fix the car, wash the dishes, 
clean the floors, do whatever it is. Now, it's not saying that you t you throw away all the obligations in that regard of taking care of you you take away all the responsibilities and you have no responsibilities in those those areas but no okay now some people like an, a person who's somewhat independent they don't like clingy okay they don't like clingy they like somebody who they they come together at certain times right okay so those you have to understand in your own soul, your own being, how are you shown love? And then if you meet somebody who has a natural tendency to do that, you know, that, let's say they're a giver of gifts and that's your primary focus on how you receive love, that becomes natural. But then sometimes you have to train people. You have to explain it to them. This is how I receive love. This is how I feel loved. Because they're going to be different. Now, we didn't really mean to get into this whole discussion, but it's really important. We would say to you that in a relationship, seeking out somebody, this is kind of an interesting point. What do they talk about? Who do they talk about? Do they always dominate a conversation? Are they always dominating the situation? That They're always about them. But they're not interested in your world. You should end a conversation fairly quickly. You should never pursue that because you want somebody who's interested in you. Unless you're that kind of person that doesn't really care, you know. That, but that's very seldom. You're going to find anybody who doesn't want that individual they're meeting. No, we're putting a lot of rules out here, and we don't necessarily want to put a lot of rules because what's that expression? You never know who you're going to fall in love with. But you. You might want to phrase it this way. You'll never know who you actually become attracted to because they're part of your soul family, okay? You're going to meet people in your soul family all the time because you've come in together to be part of a lifetime together, your soul family. But the problem is their role and purpose isn't necessarily to be the great lover, to be the husband to the wife. They might be here just to push your buttons, teach you something, learn something from them. So you have to, where at some point, discern, why is this person in my life? Is it to be a partner or is it to be a teacher? Think about that. Is it, are they a teacher? Are they a friend? Are they a partner? And how do you know they're a partner? How do you know? Well, it's an emotional connection. It's a vibrational connection. And we would say that Part of it is the sexual attraction part. That's a strong indicator at the very beginning of a relationship. If there's a strong physical connection, that's how you know that somebody is into your life, not just to be a friend, not just to be a teacher, but you have this strong connection. And we would say, now, again, we're going to stop and say that some of this seems rather obvious, and it's been told thousands of times or millions of times, many, many different people out throughout time. But that's really important. Is that is there that chemistry, that physical connection between two people, that natural desire to be together on a physical level, to the intimacy level? Is it really important? In all relationships that are really strong, we'll start with a level of that. Now, you could start off as friends, but at some point, you have to have that connection because it's kind of the glue that gets you going. It's like that fix-it that keeps you – starts off 
a relationship. And then from that physical romantic chemistry that you get with another person, it it evolves into friendship. It evolves into love. It's not love at first, but it evolves into love. But that physical connection, that physicality between two people, the intimacy between two people, it's not even just a sexual energy as much as it is just that draw between two people, is the glue that keeps you together. Even as you get older and the physicality changes, but that energy, that vibration is still there between two people. You know, you people see people in their 80s, in their 90s, that have that connections because they've developed that energy throughout lifetime. So there's a lot of factors, but the simple factor is, do they appreciate you? Do they really appreciate you? Do you appreciate each other? Do you have a lot of common interests, things that you enjoy doing together? We're not trying to put a lot of ideas out there just to kind of throw ideas once you get a clarity of letting go of the past, just let go of the past. You know what you don't want. Focus on what you do want. Focus on what you need in a relationship. What What is love to you? How can a person show you love and how you can be appreciated by that person? And focus on that. And then know that you, the more you raise your own internal vibration and your own belief in yourself – the easier it is to attract somebody who can be close to you, so you can be part of that partner. Okay, so thank you for listening. Hope you, whoever was listening to this, get a better idea about relationships. But read about it. Study it. Enjoy it. Love is meant to be in all people. Thank you for listening. Bye. Okay, I'm back. Uh, I jump out of that really quick, but hopefully you got something out of that. They kind of skirted around the whole topic, but thank you.